to the Decent Crypto Podcast. Today is October 5th, and we are live from Cosmoverse. Matt, how you doing? How is Istanbul? Istanbul is beautiful. What a cool city. Um, there's just lots of like little windy streets and alleyways and restaurants and cafes, and I have spent the entire time in a hotel convention center talking about Cosmos. Nice. <laughs> This is the dream for any niche uh, crypto podcast. Um, <laughs> yes, we have, we've had three straight days of content ready to ready to download on the listeners. <laughs> yes, exactly. Just ignore all the cool stuff in the city, sit in the hotel, do some podcasts. Um, yeah, this is great. This is our third episode on Cosmos, easily a record. Um our other two are two of our top uh, listened to episodes ever, which is uh, both shocking and uh, quite cool, I would say. <laughs> uh, I guess our listeners love Cosmos. Um, so yeah, Matt, how what's the what's the buzz uh, like in the air? I mean, well, first, I think we did a six-parter on the merge. <laughs> um, oh, wait, yeah, I so you're right. You're right. I totally spaced on that one. <laughs> um, the buzz. It's complicated. Cosmos is very complicated. <laughs> so I guess, I guess I'll kind of give, like, the breakdown of just, like, a few of the major things that happened this week. Um and so the first is is kind of like the state of the world with the Cosmos Hub. So the Cosmos Hub is like the, it, it, you know, there was one talk last year where they compared it to like being on a cross and it's time to get the hub down from the cross and stop crucifying it um, and maybe try to drive some value to the hub. So the hub is the chain that sort of like started the Cosmos vision, right? Um and it wasn't really useful for anything. There, there have been a couple of attempts to, to drive some utility. There was a DEX that got built and deployed to the hub and then later stripped out from the hub. Um, and so it, it was going to be the liquidity hub, and then it wasn't. Um, this is where like the Atom token lives. Uh, but the hub is kind of in an interesting state of affairs right now. So um, they just launched ICS, Interchain Security. So... Uh, they did this with a with a, a blockchain called Neutron, um, and Neutron became kind of like the first ICS chain. So this means that hub validators are also validating the the Neutron chain. Um, and Neutron Neutron's a bit of like a Cosmos darling at this point. Everyone's excited about it. It represents the potential, you know, interchain security future, um, and people talk about it as like the Atom economic zone the AEZ. Um, and the AEZ, the vision is someday this will be more than just like the hub and Neutron. It'll be all sorts of other chains in addition. Um, so uh, so what's new with the hub? So a couple of things. The first one is we're kind of marching toward progress on the Atom 2.0 vision. Um, now the Cosmos community is so like individualistic or that's maybe not even the right word it's so hard to get them to agree on anything that they actually didn't even ever agree on the atom 2.0 white paper um, yeah they, i was gonna say what is that vision that you just mentioned like what is cosmos 2.0 like what does it entail and i know there's like a tokenomic upgrade there's like a bunch of stuff in 
the actual kind of like interchange security um, model? Like what, what exactly are we talking about here? So yeah, there were, there were kind of like four core components um, and you can go back to the Atom 2.0 white paper or sorry, uh, deep dive uh, that we did roughly this time last year. Um, but uh, the first one is interchange security. So that one got built and launched and this is kind of a big deal because this is also eventually the vision for the optimism uh, ecosystem as well. The, the, they, have, they call it the super chain where you basically have like one set of validators that's validating a whole bunch of chains in parallel. Um, so ICS got built, which is remarkable that like they managed to ship that because the Optimism Superchain is still very much a vision. Um, and also the Optimism Superchain requires a con heavy conformity on the constituent chains so that the validators know like what they're validating is like legit and they're not gonna get slashed for no reason. Um, but with the with ICS, there's a lot more customizability enabled, right? Um, so they shipped ICS, they got Neutron in, um, and now they're looking at kind of like the the second core component, which is this notion of like the interchain scheduler. So when you have one validator that's producing a block for several chains at the same time, you can have kind of like a mega block, right? Um, so you can have Neutron producing block one, and the hub producing block one, and then every other chain producing block one all at the same time. And then you can have the next you know, block for all of the different chains at the same time. And what this allows you to do is something they call atomic IBC. So IBC is inter-blockchain communication. It's mostly used for bridging, right? Um, but with atomic IBC, you can actually have several transactions guaranteed to execute all in the same order, right? Like at the same time effectively. So the way that you kind of envision this is you have this mega block, right? And at the start of the mega block, you, you break it down into like atomic chunks. So a chunk might involve bridging an asset from here to there as one transaction. And then in the next transaction, swapping the asset on this chain. And then the third transaction might be bridging it out to this other chain. And and like this is important because if you like want to prevent cross-chain MEV, you need to make sure that the bridge and the swap happen effectively in the same transaction. So the this vision of atomic IBC is like I can submit transactions on multiple chains and they're guaranteed to execute sequentially without anything else in between. Um, okay, I see. And, and so you'll have like standard transactions where it's like you can have however many on chain A and however many on chain B and however many on chain C and the ordering of them doesn't matter. But then you also have these atomic chunks where you have like more complex, like multi-chain transactions happening. Um, so I think that one's still under development, but generally people are people are pretty bullish on it. I don't know if they're gonna use like a scheduler the way that they were planning to, because originally they were gonna have a, a full-on scheduler that was gonna auction off block space. It was gonna auction okay. them as NFTs, which is kind of sick, right? Wow, yeah, yeah, huh. <laughs> um, but uh, I think like that was always overcomplicated, and now I think people are talking about just building it straight into the hub to begin with. Um, and also, look, the whole notion of Atom 2.0 was that Atom block space was somehow gonna be valuable, um, mm -hmm. and we haven't seen that play out yet. And so. Uh, the idea of having to auction, like auctioning off blocks, like 
it only holds when there's someone that's willing to pay for the block, right? Um, and and so you know, it makes a lot more sense to just kind of build this into the hub as more of like a native primitive, where in the interchain security world, like in the atom economic zone, you can submit multiple kinds of transactions. It can be single chain transactions. It can be parallel transactions where like you need these two transactions to happen at the same time um, on the different blocks, uh, or it can be like sequential transactions where you need them to occur in a certain order. Um, so that's uh, that's the Atomic IBC vision. Um, it, it's pretty crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it is. I mean, it, it's always been very fascinating tech. Um, like I think they, they've been building towards a future that a lot of ecosystems are coming around to now. Um, and Cosmos has been kind of ahead uh, for years on, on a lot of these things. Um, like whether it's the consensus algorithm that basically every kind of chain uh, uses outside uh, of Ethereum. Um, but like, yeah, I don't know. Like the tech has always been cool. I think it's it's been like just waiting for all the pieces to come together. Um, okay, yeah. so like um, what else? Well, so there are two there are two other components just to briefly yeah, touch so, on them. So yeah, there's yeah. uh there's the there's this other weird one, which is this notion of like cross-chain governance transactions. So you, you could imagine this being something like your chain and my chain, we love each other. We want to come to some kind of economic agreement. So we're going to deposit, each of us is going to deposit some of our tokens in an LP pool, and we're going to share the fees from that pool. Um, so we take some of our treasuries and we, we put them together in this LP pool on like Osmosis or something. Or it could be like, I'm going to lend you some of my token, but you're required to pay it back or else I get to liquidate some of your token. Um, or, you know, you're going to send me some of your token right now but I have to LP it um, and all of the fees for it go to you. Um, so maybe you have more power in that, in that arrangement. Um, and a lot of the tooling for that has been built out. There's something called TimeWave and it's for, for no good reason. I, I mean, I asked the developers, I was like, why is it called TimeWave? It doesn't really feel like this has anything to do with time or waves. I would maybe call it crossed out transactions or you know, crossed out covenant, covenants. Um, and they were like, honestly, we don't like to specify things too much here. We want to keep them nice and general. So time wave. I'm like, okay. Interesting. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Actually, their, their real answer, they, they prefaced all of that by saying, Cosmos isn't really into like marketing. <laughs> um, so we came up with the name time wave. Uh, so, and then the fourth piece was the tokenomics. I think that was the contentious one. I don't think they made much progress on it. Um, it. Cosmos is the first place that I've not heard anyone say, like people always talk about how, oh, I was at this conference, it was so good, nobody talked about prices. But everyone's always joking about prices a little bit. Like everyone's talking about how NFTs are wrecked. Like at the Cosmos conference, I don't think they even know that you can buy and sell these things. <laughs> <laughs> that is honestly how I imagine a Cosmos conference to be. Um, it, it's full hippie vibes. Like it, it's it's wild. Post-capitalist. Um, speaking of post-capitalist, so by far the most exciting thing 
Tara is so fucking back. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So Tara was uh, like the biggest Cosmos project ever by far. Uh, Cosmos Space Chain. Um, it's easy what to exactly forget that they, too, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. A lot of people don't even know it. Um, but so from what I hear, like they're still building, they're still doing stuff. What exactly are they working on? Like, do they have some kind of talk they gave at Cosmoverse? Yeah. The, uh, the so the first day, the CEO gave a talk, um, and uh, I actually thought this was a good line. He was like, "I was going to title this talk the Past, Present, and Future of Terra, but I didn't want to be up here crying, so <laughs> it's the future of Terra." <laughs> um, so this guy is wild. So he joined as COO at the end of 2021. Um, <laughs> very auspicious. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and he was COO for a little while. And then I don't know exactly what happened in the middle, but he took over as CEO about six months ago. Um, okay. And uh, I mean, gosh, it's fascinating, right? Because uh, there's never been a, like there are very few products in the world or very few companies in the world that are as clearly identified with their CEO as Terra, right? <laughs> um, like, Who's their CEO, Matt? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, given that the CEO is now in, in prison somewhere um, on a bunch of uh, charges, I think the one that they're getting him with is actually that he faked a bunch of transactions to show more traction on Chai, which was their like payment application. I think they're calling that fraud um, because I think he raised money on the back of it. Um, Interesting. But uh, anyway, yeah, RIP Doquan. Um, and so now Terraform Labs has a new CEO, this guy, Chris Amani. Um, so he goes up there and he's like, look, we're still building. <laughs> um, we're building a lot. We're not building an algo stable. So uh, unfortunately for us uh, UST enthusiasts, they're not going to do that again. Um, and honestly, I, that's the most bearish thing he said, right? <laughs> like we all want them to run it back, right? Maybe Luna Classic will have that. <laughs> I mean, if anybody has the domain expertise, it's the people that ran Luna. <laughs> Um, I mean, okay, so you got to remember when everything went to shit, um, the Terra blockchain halted for a bit, and then the community was like, we're going to revive this as Luna Classic. Um, and then other community members, including Terraform Labs, were like, no, this needs to be a new thing. It'll be effectively Luna 2.0. Um, and because it had the backing of Terraform Labs, most people started calling that one just Luna, and then the other one is Luna Classic. Um, to give you some notion of how little money is in the Cosmos ecosystem, Luna Classic is like the fifth biggest asset in the entire Cosmos ecosystem. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah, not great. Honestly, <laughs> for, I guess for either party. Dude, it's, it's <laughs> nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so they're building a bunch of stuff. So um, one of the things that they're building is they're bringing back Station, which was their wallet. Uh, did you ever use this thing? No. Yeah. Oh, wait. Um, uh, I don't know. It does sound familiar. But it, I don't know if I did. It's, it sounds familiar to me, too, but I also never used this thing. Um, 
apparently people loved it. The screenshots that he showed looked super nice. Um, there was Station V1. People love that. People hated the V2. They're going to relaunch V1 under V3 um, Station Wallet. Um, and so the vibe with Terra is very much like cross-chain, right? They're, they're just trying to do a whole bunch of cross-chain stuff. Um, and I think this is a little bit like they don't want to look like they're trying to come back big. They, they want to like quietly build and be humble and like they don't, they're a little worried about their chain getting too big is what it feels like. Um, so, uh, so they're building station, but the focus is very much on it being like a cross chain wallet. Um, they're building the enterprise hub. So this is a whole bunch of DAO tooling, which is always bullish. <laughs> um, uh, and it's like lots of interesting tools. So like uh, there's enterprise DAO, which I think handles things like governance. Um, there's enterprise treasury, which is like Gnosis safe. There's uh, like payments. So if you're a DAO and you want to pay your contributors, uh, you can run your payroll like fully on chain without like having to centralize anything, which is kind of cool. Gotcha. Hmm. Um, and then there's like a job marketplace. They're calling it enterprise labor. Um, and uh, all of these are sort of connected through the enterprise hub, which is like extensible and community members can contribute or whatever. Um, in addition, they're building Warp. So this is an automation tool for Web3 protocols. So, so effectively, like a lot of DAOs right now, they run like their processes on like bots on centralized servers. Nobody likes that, especially not the Cosmos people. Uh, and so this is a way to have like on-chain automation. And mm. kind of the way you do this is through something called a keeper network, where you specify the criteria. Uh, Chainlink has something like this too. You specify the criteria for like, okay, I will pay one Luna to whoever runs this job at this time. But I won't pay it if it's before this time. And if it's more than 10 minutes after this time, I won't pay it either. And then people are kind of constantly watching on chain to see like what what contract calls need to be done uh, so that they can get paid their reward. Um, I see. Hmm. So uh, then they have <laughs> foundation, um, which is like a, a decentralized infrastructure network. So it's effectively, they were like, look, man, when we were building station, we had all these issues trying to get like on-chain data. So then we built out the tooling to have like decentralized data providers. And then we were like, mm -hmm. we might as well just run this. And this is kind of sick. So if you launch your app on Luna or sorry, on Terra, they will give this to you for free because it's not that much overhead to like have RPCs running on yeah. one chain for one app versus on that same chain for multiple apps. Hmm. Um, so that's one incentive as a developer to, to launch on Terra. <laughs> I can't believe I'm <laughs> <doing this. laughs> uh, That's um, okay. They have Alliance. So uh, this is an open source Cosmos SDK module. So, so Cosmos apps, like Cosmos app chains are built in modules. So there's like a governance module, there's a bank module, and it controls like tokens. Uh, there's like a whole bunch of other IBC, I think lives as a module. Um, and, uh, and so this is a module you can add on and it basically allows you to redirect your staking rewards to other parties. So, uh, <laughs> uh, to get creative, maybe people that hold your stable coin, <laughs> um, 
or uh, or maybe you know LPs, right? Uh, other DAOs, yeah, yeah. kind of like incentivize. Interesting. I can see where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um. So uh. So anyway, um. This is just like it re- you can redirect staking rewards wherever you want. It's kind of the idea. Okay. Uh. Got it. Then they have Jax. Now I freaking love Jax. Jax is JavaScript smart contracts. You can compile mm. your JavaScript down to Wasm, I guess. Um, and I here's why I love this. I love this because it is loud subversion of this other Cosmos project called Agoric. So Agoric yeah. is like very Professor Coin vibes. There's this dude, he like portrays himself as being professorial and knowledgeable. And their whole pitch is like, there's 10 trillion JavaScript developers out there, but there's only 9,000, you know, Web3 developers. Mm-hmm. It must be the language. And like, it's obviously not the language. Like any any developer like worth their worth their weight in salt. Um, they, I, I definitely mixed two metaphors there or two. Yeah. two <laughs> um, any developer worth, worth their, worth even like thinking about will learn the fucking language, especially yeah. when it's for smart contracts, right? Because like this is, smart contracts are meant to be as simple as possible. A because of security, uh, B because of gas, right? So like simplicity is everything in smart contracts. Um, it, it saves you hassle. It saves you sweating in the middle of the night over whether it's secure. It saves you fucking money on like audits, right? Yeah, and so I'm assuming that a JavaScript-based smart contract is going to be, like, twice as expensive to uh, to run, uh, and it's just going to cost everybody way more in gas every time they want to call that. Uh, it's possible. I mean, look, gas in Cosmos is kind of, like, not expensive, right? Um, it, because you can always just spin up another chain and, you know, tweak your parameters. But... Uh, and also because there's never any demand for block space, am I right? <laughs> I mean, that is true also, yeah. <laughs> um, but but also, like, um, uh, look, I think this is a great idea. Someone should build it. Agoric built it. They've had it built for, like, fucking years now. And nobody has ever used this thing. And every year at Cosmoverse, they show up and give the same speech about how I, I watched last year's talks too in, in preparation um it's the same fucking speech about how there's nine trillion do- javascript developers there's no smart contract developers like it must be the javascript and like the fucking chain is up and running people are validating it like you, you can write your smart contracts in javascript if you want but that's not like at what point do you pivot your strategy and stop like you know, saying things that are just so broadly agreeable platitudes, right? Like, wow, well, it'd be great to have more devs in Web3. Cool, man. <laughs> like, uh, I think Terra stands a good chance here to become by far the biggest JavaScript smart contract platform. And I love that it's just going to leapfrog these people that have been showing up on stage and patting themselves on the back for making the world a better place by creating more Web3 developers. Like, uh, also the dude, total dick. We'll, we'll never own another podcast, don't worry. This guy, Dean. 
<laughs> looking like he like walks up at a like networking thing. It's normal in a networking thing to be like, hey guys, you mind if I join the conversation? Right. Or to be like, hey, how's it going? I'm Matt. Right. He just fucking shows up in, in like a very entitled way and starts judging what you're saying and trying to like, trying to like, you know. Oh, that's annoying. I hate those kind of shit. people. It's like, bro, like, like the whole point of going to these things is that we can all be friends. Right. Um, I'm, I, and so I, I left the circle immediately as soon as the guy showed up. I'm telling you, bad vibes. I don't know what is going on, but something is wrong there. And when it's discovered, this this podcast will be like a, a really fun one to rewind to. Um, <laughs> anyway, they're also <laughs> Tara's also building a decentralized ID like reputation protocol, uh, and they're building like a, a decentralized marketplace builder. So they're like they have like a labor marketplace for DAOs to hire people to do shit. They're like, well, we built the marketplace software. We might as well like templatize it so you can have open source Shopify on chain, basically. Mm, um, interesting. And uh, and allegedly, so they have like eight or nine things that they talked about. Allegedly, they have like ten or twenty more in the queue. Uh, and how successful are these projects? Like, is anybody using them? Uh, I don't think they've launched yet. Um, but this is like, I mean, this was kind of like a, a coming out presentation for for TFL, right? Um, I, I think they've been largely quiet uh, since uh, everything happened. Um, I talked to a couple of the devs. They're really good. They know their stuff. Um, very friendly. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think everyone, like at this point, if you're working at Terraform Labs, you must have the best disposition in the world. Like... You just got to be like someone that's happy waking up every day to decentralize shit and just like work on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you just all you want in life is to decentralize things. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, OK, cool. So that's that's a lot about Terra. Um, what else is going on just in the Cosmos ecosystem in general? Like. We talked about kind of where everything is at with um, Adam 2.0. Yeah, we where is, Yeah, where is everybody like in terms of the other big participants in the ecosystem? Uh, kind of where are they at? What is going on with some of the big projects? Um, like I know Injective was getting a ton of traction earlier this year. I don't know where they're at now, but um, yeah, I mean, Injective is an interesting one. Like, uh, so they launched with like uh, I want to say an order book decks for perpetuals, um, and uh, and then this other uh, project, Levana, L E V A N A, really cool. Actually, I, I'm like I'm a huge fan of like I met their team, and they're just like fucking hustling uh users love their product uh and like literally the cap right now for them is the tvl on the, the chain uh on the on injection uh they're, they're yeah. live on a couple other chains too but um literally like that's what they're angling for is like can we get more tvl into cosmos because it will mostly flow to us um it's pretty cool uh anyway it's a weird strategy, right? If you launched an app chain that does perps and then you encourage another app that does perps to also launch on your chain, like 
you're angling for like somewhere in between like a general purpose smart contract platform like Ethereum and like a true app chain that just has one app. And I I don't I don't know if the strategy is well thought out. I think basically what happened was I don't think they got a lot of traction with their product and they saw this other one come in that people really like and they were like, "Well, I guess if you can't beat them, right?" Um so uh uh the yeah it's kind of an interesting thing where like you have like a you know a, a platform approach or like a theme right so you'll have a multi-app app chain right um i don't know uh i think uh i think i, I tried to talk to those guys um and I, I didn't actually manage to run into anyone so if anyone from injective is listening uh give me a call yeah. okay. uh, uh, I'm trying to think what other projects are big in the Cosmos ecosystem. Uh, are they on DeFi Llama? Probably, <laughs> yeah, let's go to right? the Cosmos DeFi Llama. <laughs> um, let's see here. I mean, the top one in terms of TVL is going to be Osmosis. Um, uh, DeFi Llama has so much data, and it's it's difficult to, like, figure out the link here i'll send you the link um cosmos hub itself has less than a mil in tvl i don't know if that's I correct but that so it's interesting right because the market cap of adam is obviously above a mil but i guess they're only counting it if it's inserted into DeFi protocols i don't really think any of them are alive yeah yeah i see um let's check out doom I guess oh, people are guess counting DYDX. I don't know. Is that live? Uh oh, are we counting DYDX? So yeah, I guess that's that's another big announcement. It's going live in the next. Well, I don't know. I don't know if they've announced it. Someone told me, but it's soon. Mm, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, they're going live soon and they have some really interesting stuff in there. I mean, there's like, they've, they've heavily taken advantage of the fact that like you can have customization of the way that the blocks work, the way the consensus works, and they're trying to use it for things like preventing MEV so that users have a better UX, right? Um, and like other interesting things like decentralizing the Oracle. So, you know, like users know they're getting like whatever price. I, I think it's actually really cool um and the dydx folks are like consistently impressive with the amount that they like get out of the tech available to them right uh they started as a as an eth l1 app and then mm -hmm. they transitioned yeah. to uh, uh, like a zk um l2 um and then they were like you know what F fuck it we need to be our own chain um and i mean dydx is like admirable for so many reasons like they take on hard problems. They're not just like walking away and saying, uh, ah, MEV is unsolvable. Like they're, they're giving it their best shot. I think that's really cool. Um, yeah. who knows if it'll work, but, um, uh, they're also, you know, trying to take an approach to like more like long tail asset listings, which I think has historically been like the key factor that like, that's the reason you and I don't use it. Right. Other than yeah. U.S. citizens. Other than, yeah, the <laughs> fact that we can't, of course, um, <laughs> Um, but um yeah uh uh dydx is definitely the big the big news like they're 
they're filling a terracized hole in the ecosystem, to be honest. There, there's no one else to, that has demonstrated so much ability to, ha- to have product market fit, to have revenue. Um, the, the foundation itself is profitable like mega, for mega what? profitable because they collect transaction fees mm, from um, all other chains uh sorry dydx is profitable not the hub oh, oh yeah okay i was gonna say like cosmos foundation no uh we'll, we'll get to them in a second in their monetary situation um <laughs> the the other big project that i think there was a lot of talk about was noble um so yeah. Noble is like envisioning itself. At, so they, they have a partnership with Circle, right? Um, and they've, they're going to be the USDC chain. So if you think about the Cosmos like network topology, you can have one chain that issues USDC because you have IBC, right? And you can bridge it like pretty easily to and from other chains. Now, there, there are trust assumptions there. IBC has kind of a problem where like if you bridge from A to B versus A to C to B, those are two different assets because the one bridged A to C to B has trust assumptions on the validator set on chain C, uh, which is like really, really fucked with. I think the, I don't know if it's fucked with things too much because most of the assets just live on osmosis, but it fucks with the user experience, right? Because you always have to be really careful not to like bridge the wrong thing and then you have to bridge back. Um, so, and it's also not fun to even have to think about, and especially as a developer, you don't want to be thinking about like, is this a fungible version of USDC or or not? Right. Um, but it is cool that they have native USDC. I've, I've always said that like circle is the best bridge, right? Um, and now circle is operating a bridge to noble. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, they went live, I think a couple days ago. Um, I wonder what their TVL is. Is it tracked on here even? Maybe not yet. Um, uh, okay, interesting. Uh, and and then there's Canto. Osmosis. Oh yeah, Canto is a yeah. I forgot. They have a big push on real world assets. Um, Osmosis. I think I don't think they really announced any new like changes or or updates but um it's a good product like you know i i have i actually only used it once and i forgot how smooth the ux was um and they came out with some really cool ideas so they're doing something kind of similar to account abstraction but like where you have an account that basically primarily lives on osmosis and then you can have like weird account abstraction kinds of like arbitrary things that allow you to interact with other chains using that account. Um, so, you know, I might want to have like face ID plus a password in order to like send a transaction on this chain, but to send a transaction on this other chain where I don't have as many assets or whatever, I might only require face ID or I might only require like a four digit passcode, um, or whatever. Um, so they rolled out like a pretty modular uh, smart accounts framework. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, Sonny from Osmosis is just a really fantastic speaker. Um, like l- listening to him is is really fun and engaging and exciting. Um, but uh, yeah, so because they rolled out the smart account thing, the the meme going around Cosmos Twitter right now is uh, uh, what? How does this uh, smart account thing work? It's like, bro, you just trust Sunny. 
It's easy. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, um so okay uh i guess that's those are kind of like the major things there was a little talk actually about secret network which is really oh yeah wow dude i went to a random barbecue this weekend and the guy was wearing a secret network hat (laughs) Uh, (laughs) that's cool (laughs) um I i was shook secret network is such a weird one because like okay so in ethereum right um people will compete for you know chunks of for like market share over like industries like privacy or seven subsectors or whatever you want to call it over something like privacy protocols there are multiple competitors at any given time there's aztec there's railgun there's like probably three or four others that that i don't even know about um and uh secret network is kind of like the thing that people think of when cosmos people think of privacy and like i don't think there's i guess there's like a one or two new competitors one of them i can't remember the name but they passed out t-shirts or something and so everyone was wearing them um cosmos people can't afford shirts right now <laughs> um uh, neither can we <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> uh yeah it's just kind of interesting when, when you have a conversation with people in the cosmos ecosystem and someone brings up like oh i have this thing that i'm working on they're like oh what about privacy and someone's like oh you should use secret network it's like they they must have just like rubbed everybody the right way and everyone's like that's cool like secret network is really cool piece of tech and i'm just gonna like shill their product and not try to build a competitor it's like a really interesting vibe it came up in like three or four conversations every time privacy got mentioned secret network got mentioned yeah, I guess nobody else is really trying to solve that problem at all. Um, I don't know. A lot of people have also told me Secret Network's model is not truly private. Um, maybe that's a deep dive we need to do. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, like, I guess what did you hear exactly about Secret Network um, outside of just hearing it come up in conversation that was the part that surprised me <laughs> like i hadn't talked about secret network in in year a year or more uh yeah at least maybe two years and it's so it's actually front of mind enough for people in the cosmos community to to bring it up in conversation i just thought that was really interesting hmm. um, <laughs> yeah i mean i guess they just have nothing else going on Uh, Yeah, I mean, (laughs) oh no, they have a lot going on because (laughs) let's dissect the cosmos culture. (laughs) Um, Okay, let's talk about the cosmos culture. uh, The cosmos culture, the best description I can give is it is middle school drama. (laughs) It's not even high school drama. (laughs) It's middle school drama. Um, So cosmos is like just a very dramatic place uh i think there's a couple of reasons for this right like first obviously any place with drama will self-select for people that enjoy drama um but but yeah with that out of the way like i think the whole governance dao thing like is actually really toxic so like in a cosmos chain like when you use cosmos sdk Governance is baked in as a module by default. 
So you like it's on the same level of importance as the bank, which mints new tokens. Like that is how much of a first class citizen governance is in the Cosmos ecosystem. And every token by default or every native token by default, it's a governance token. And that leads people to think super politically, right? Everything is about voting and proposals and like in, okay, so in Ethereum, we anthropomorphize things as businesses, right? Like we talk about revenue, we talk about yeah. cost of goods sold and, you know, OPEX and net income. And like we, everything in Ethereum is sort of thought of as a business. Think about, think of a protocol, probably you're thinking about it as a business. Friend tech, Uniswap, Aave, Compound, like any DYDX, right? Like this is a very business forward thing. Whereas in, in, in Cosmos, it's more of a, nation state thing so in cosmos you have an atom economic zone or like interchain security right um and uh and you have votes on stuff like atom 2.0 right um uniswap didn't have a vote as to whether or not to deploy v4 right but uh but if you want to upgrade anything in cosmos it's gonna have a vote um now this this like chunk of Atom 2.0 makes sense. Why do you need the, why, why is, you know, this whole thing about the cross DAO like collaboration where you and I both put our LPE tokens into a thing, like, and we, we have like cross chain covenants, like that's like a really weirdly specific thing, I think, to be a part of the Atom 2.0 white paper. Right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know why it needs to be, honestly specified to that degree in the outline of what Adam 2.0 is like. So I guess like, is this just a rolling thing? Is it like ETH 2.0 basically where it's just like a rolling thing now? And like, there's like six different components to uh, Adam 2.0 actually being a real thing. And how does that work? Well, so it actually isn't that so much as, you can kind of understand when you think about the mindset of the 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 cosmos community why that feels like an important enough thing to include in the white paper and the reason is that like everyone sees themselves as partially governing sovereign nation states mm. and on on one end of the spectrum it's kind of metal as fuck right it's actually really cool like on-chain governance fucking like this is real bitcoiner like sovereignty right like, uh, and I love that. But at the other end of the spectrum, it reminds me of the Berkeley student co-ops. Uh, you probably had the same experience in Greek life, right? Um, I totally week, know where you're coming from, yeah. Every week we would have council and we would put like everything to a vote, right? Um, and like, it was down to like, we couldn't have like, okay, we had a hot tub. And we wanted to clean the hot tub and we couldn't get enough votes to pay $50 out of our house account to clean the hot tub. Uh, and, uh, and you know, we brought it up and immediately people were like, I don't like hot tubs. I don't agree with them on a political basis. I think they enable toxic masculinity because the men feel more comfortable being topless than the women. I mean, like, uh, it, it was, it would just get political so quickly. It would be like, should we have avocados for the grocery list this week? And it's like, 
I don't know, man, avocados are so bad for the planet or like, you know, what kind are we using fair labor avocados, like blood avocados, <laughs> that, that phrase. Used. <laughs> blood avocados, oh my God. Blood avocados. Uh, <laughs> wow, Matt, perpetuator of blood avocados. <laughs> that's, just, that's not great, dude. We can't have that for the brand. <laughs> Um, so like, I mean, I'm personally worried that like I, th- this far into the episode, I do feel like I've alienated most of the people, the really nice people I met the last three days. Take it in jest. I think we all feel the same way. Like, I don't think there's a single person in Cosmos that would tell you that the community is not too political. Like everyone would tell you it's too political. Mm. But mm. they also kind of, I mean, drama, it's like middle school drama, right? You're like, it's too much drama. Oh, I just can't wait to get away from all this drama. Wait, she said what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, honestly, crypto is built on this kind of drama. Uh, because <laughs> people have a couple good ideas, then everybody just starts copying them. And then really, in the end, one or a couple players just end up winning out. And everybody else is like, okay, well, either we raised a ton of money or we got, you know, went completely broke. But now we have nothing to do either way. And uh, so we'll just sit around and <laughs> cause drama. Uh, so, it's yeah. true. I mean, there's a lot of entertainment value, right? Um, mm-hmm. That's true. But with Cosmos, the problem is that it's not just drama. I love love good drama. It's politics. It's fucking politics. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. a huge pain. Um, and so there's this interesting thing that happens in Cosmos where like, the Interchain Foundation. So the Interchain Foundation, like, is basically the Ethereum Foundation of Cosmos, right? They have a lot of money. So they raised money, I think, in Bitcoin and ETH. And if you, like, donated to the Interchain Foundation upon its inception, you were given a certain amount of Matic as a result. Mm. Or sorry, not Matic, Atom as a result. Um and they have $283 million worth of assets under their control, 25 people. Um, and like, you might think, yeah, Matt, that's all Adam, right? Uh, but actually only 100 million of it is in Adam. Uh, 85 million is in other crypto, including Bitcoin and ETH. And then 98 million is in fiat. <laughs> um, and their their annual run rate is about forty to fifty million. Is what they they spent they spent more money last year than the Ethereum Foundation. That <laughs> um, is insane. And I don't think you can say that they got much out of it. Um, but maybe we have yet to see. But uh, the the interesting thing about it is, so for a while everyone was working at Tendermint, right? And that was like the sort of like major employer in the Cosmos ecosystem, like the behind the hub and all this other stuff. Um, and then this dude Jay was just so difficult to work with um, that like, and you know, I think it's kind of sad. I think he had like issues with drugs and like people, like when I talk to people about it, they're like simultaneously traumatized, but also worried for him, but they're not going back. Right. <laughs> um, so a lot of teams just up and quit. Uh, like a lot, lot, lot of people just mass exodus tendermint. And they formed these like third-party contractor organizations. Um, I think informal systems is probably the biggest one. Um, 
And there's like dozens of people at these things and they perform contract work for the hub. Um, so the hub will, they'll submit a proposal. I want to build a liquid staking something, pay me for it. Right. It's kind of like, kind of like the Berkeley student co-ops. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and there's 25 people out there that decide whether or not you get millions of dollars. Right. And, um, and there's not honestly that many people looking to build for the hub. So I, I met like three or four people and they described what their company does to me as working on the hub. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my Lord. Like there's one guy wow. who like his company handles more of like building out the test net version of the hub. There's other people that just built ICS. There's other people that are working on this like cross DAO like shenanigans. Um, and uh, it's like, it's kind of an interesting thing that like, as it gets like, like there's a lot of money at stake here. Everybody kind of wants a piece, but they can't really work within this one large organization because there's so much politics involved. Um, and it's better to like, if you look at who's building for the hub, it's not really DAOs. It might be like off-chain equivalents, like, you know, one like informal is like a co-op right? Where it's like employee owned and all that. But it's not really DAOs so much. Uh, and I think there's like something interesting to that, that like these people were in this DAO and then they decided it would be more effective, profitable, easier, happier to leave, start a company with like nine of the people that they work most closely with and solicit the DAO for, for grants. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. This guy must suck. Um, yeah, Jay's like a handful, man. <laughs> uh, the people who have worked with him, like I was talking to one guy and this girl comes up and she's like, oh my God, how are you? I haven't seen you in so long. Big hug. Like, you know, they really care for each other because there's a lot of shared trauma. Mm. <laughs> trauma bonding. Yeah. <laughs> trauma bonding. Wow. Well, you got two more days of enjoying the, the trauma bonding session. Uh, dude, the next two days are for building. the The next two days are uh, are for the hackathon. Um, but uh, I I would like to give a one one more piece on of just like insight on how freaking political Cosmos is. So, the last day of the conference, I like go back to my room and take a nap because I'm super jet lagged. Right. Uh, I come back from and you know people have finally started to wind down. You know the only people still left in the networking area are the ones smoking cigarettes in the smoking section. Um, and I I go back to my room, take a little nap, come back, and everyone's a buzz. And I'm like, what? What's going on? And someone's like, did you hear the big announcement? And I'm like, what? <laughs> They're burning all the atom, right? <laughs> finally. <laughs> Uh, and they're like, no, 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 way bigger. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, there's this chain called Stride, uh, and they do like liquid staking. Um, and they've submitted a proposal to the hub to acquire them. So the first like uh, DAO MA in the Cosmos space, um, and this is possible because they have this weird Dow Dow cross chain agreement thing, um, and I was just like, I my reaction was yours. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, okay, great, um, nice. I'm, I'm glad you guys are hyped over this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and dude, like Cosmos Twitter, very interesting place. Bit of an echo chamber would be an understatement. Everyone's tweeting yeah. about it. They're like, wow, the world's first like DAO M&A. Uh, <laughs> uh, mm. I think they're forgetting about the Faye Rari DAO merger, which le- left both of oh, the yeah, tokens yeah. worthless. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say not a great, not a great example for them to, to go after, but um, yeah. Huh, um, yeah. The only other thing I have to, to say about Cosmos, I thought this was so actually really interesting. Almost like half, if not more, of the booths in the like shill zone mm-hmm. were for validator companies. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Like, interesting. like you might be used to seeing a Lido or like a Figment or like a Chorus One having a booth at like an Ethereum conference. But fully, there are, there are easily like 20 companies providing validator services in the Cosmos ecosystem. And is that basically for, you know, if you want to spin up your own chain using Cosmos, uh, like you need some kind of validator set? Yeah, um, you need a validator set. And then the validators, they make money by getting delegations. Mm. Uh, and because there are so many chains it it in a bull market it's super super profitable mm-hmm. like talking to people that were validating osmosis back in the day you want to see a sad chart look at the look at the DeFi llama osmosis chart <laughs> um, i mean yeah, it's, it's unbelievable great. um yeah. like it's not like the typical chart in crypto where it, it pumps and then it's long road to zero. This thing is yeah. more of a like, uh, what do you call them? Like a it's mesa like... <laughs> in the in the desert, you know? Um, yeah, this thing is like on top of the world in April and then basically at zero within in like May. Yeah. Like it was a sharp, sharp drop off. Um, but I mean, there was a time when on paper people were making so much money validating osmosis. Like the people I talked to are like, shit, man, we were making like thousands and thousands of dollars a day, like a day <laughs> just by validating. Uh, uh, but anyway, um, I thought that was really interesting because we don't really think about like in Ethereum, we already consolidated to like Lido. Right. Uh, in Cosmos, there's enough space in Tendermint for like 100, 150 validators. And there's enough people that want to have some kind of decentralization. And it's so, so low cost to run a validator that it's kind of its own business model. So like the, I listen to this podcast uh, about, about Cosmos projects called the Interop. Um, and at the start of every episode, they're like, if you enjoy the interop, please consider staking with us. Mm. That's the that's mm. the business model. Actually, you know what? We should do this. We should start yeah. the decent validators. The decent validators, yeah, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, I met a guy who he's working on, he's actually a really cool dude, um, working on uh, a like consumer facing like mobile wallet basically, but instead of being a wallet, it just helps you stake and it helps you figure out who to stake with and all that. It's like a cross chain, a multi-chain staking app. 
um, and it's like retail facing. And a lot of the BD that he has to do is with validators, uh, right? Because he wants to list as many as possible in his marketplace and he gets like a rev share, uh, I guess is the business model. Um, and he was like in heaven. He was like, dude, this is the best BD wise. This is the best conference I could have ever asked for. Everyone's here. And he starts listing everyone yeah. like they're like celebrities, right? I'm like, that's sick, man. Really happy for you. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. funny. Uh, I mean, it kind of makes sense. I mean, like as a validator, like if, if if it's all proof of stake, you you as a validator and your reputation as like whatever, like an influencer or person, are basically tied together. And so, uh, yeah. It's yeah. quite an interesting model. Yeah. Like this Crypto Cito uh, guy, I know he started out as a YouTuber and then he he's like one of the biggest validators um, uh, <laughs> for a lot of the chains. That should be us, man. Um, mm-hmm. Let's yeah, do we it. Should, we should do it. <laughs> I think that's all, all I right. learned this yeah. week. Um, nice. That's a great, great recap of Cosmoverse. Um, I think we're all caught up on the on the ecosystem, and uh, yeah, if anybody has any questions, hit us in the Telegram. Uh, we have a newsletter now. Catch us in the newsletter. Um, how should people yeah, give us? We, how do people give us their emails? Is there like a sign up page? Yeah, there's like a little sign up page. Um, Let's drop the link in just, the show notes. Yeah, the link link will be in the show notes. They can sign up there. This, val- this this newsletter is so good. I'm just gonna show it real quick because uh, I'm because because like Karan's mostly writing it. <laughs> um, like it's great. Like I I got it in my inbox and I was like you know I'll admit I'm like oh god another fucking newsletter and I opened it and I was like wow this is good content. Like I learned something. I like saw some stuff that I missed would have missed otherwise. Like I thank I'm, you. I'm a huge fan. Oh you know what yeah, we should do. Yeah. Do you think we could get you into the SBF courtroom? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> um, I would love that, but uh, I don't think that's quite possible. Um, <laughs> if you know somebody, then I'm down, yeah. Uh, let's ask around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's ask around. Um, but yeah, hit us, hit us in the Telegram, subscribe to our newsletter. We are multi multimedia now. Um, and until next time, stay decent. <laughs>